Welcome to an I Thought It Smelled Bad on the Outside, a podcast about Star Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Jones, and with me as always is Brent Stevenson. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Um, I'm very excited about uh, what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, okay. I just am. Uh, but So it's... Uh, <laughs> We're That's we're good. obviously going to be talking talking about Mandalorian. Uh, uh, episode five is out. That's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, obviously, spoilers uh, for those that haven't seen it uh, and uh, don't want it to be spoiled. Go watch it. Come back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm assuming you've seen it. Yep. What did you think of episode five of season three of The Mandalorian? I was torn with this one. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it is with this year, this season. For about 90% of this episode, um, it was so predictable. Like, Mm -hmm. it was like um, cliche-filled. Like, I was just like, I don't think the writing was very good at all in this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was really surprised how much of this episode I didn't like. There was others parts that I did enjoy, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I was torn by this episode cause there was good things that happened, but I thought there was a lot more disappointment, um, in the episode than there was good in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I loved it. I, I, I realize, you know, I realize I'll be in the minority probably here with this episode. Well, no, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm interested in digging into this uh, because, yeah, like I, I, I did love it. I can, I, like, I know that there's some issues uh, with it, and uh, and there's other things that, you know, that, that uh, this episode kind of highlights about the problems with the season overall. Um, but for me, I. Yeah, like I, I really enjoyed it, despite uh, its flaws. And I'll agree that there are flaws with the episode. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I'm really interested now, though. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I thought like this was probably going to be short. We were like, yeah, it was great. All right. Oh. See you next week. Uh, so what uh, what about the episode did you find cliched? Um, a lot of the dialogue, like, you know, or just even what was happening, you could literally predict uh, everything was going on with the pirates. You could predict the the fighting, uh, the the battle with the pirates. You can predict. I you can totally predict um, that uh, Mando was going to help. The Mandalorians were going to help too. The speech that mm-hmm. uh, Vizsla gave um, was just awful. Just so he, he, he you know again he's talking like he's going to go one, one way and then oh no but he's going to go this way that was completely predictable um mm-hmm. uh i i just didn't enjoy that part those parts at all with uh, the mandalorians and even the fighting scene with them in in the in the streets i didn't find that all that exciting either um again because i knew they were gonna win There'd be no mm-hmm. problems. It was actually nice to see Vizsla actually use his gun. I'll give him that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that was pretty cool. But again, even that was, you know, he has, everyone had taken for cover, but when he started shooting his gun, everybody was standing in the middle of the street for them to be shot at. <laughs> um, so, of course, you can see how the, his gun is going to be effective. Um, mm-hmm. And even some of the, the dialogue in the scene when um, Carson Tiva goes to the you know to to the old Republic to try and get some backup to help in Navarro, even that dialogue was really generic, very basic. Like mm-hmm. um, it just kind of and I was really excited for that part when they went when they started showing um, the outpost. I thought, oh, okay, this is going to be really cool, which that part was kind of cool for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. And then when he said, well, I'm going to go see the New Republic uh, in, uh, in person, I'm like, okay, that's really cool. I want to see more of that. Um, uh, but then when we got there and he started doing his 
doing the talking, asking for help. Oh, of course, if you got someone, someone who's a bureaucrat who's like, no, they're not part of the New Republic. I can't help you. I'm sorry. Blah blah blah. Just mm-hmm. same, you know. Just, um, yeah. Just that all was really not fun. I, again, mm-hmm. because it was so predictable, I could tell what was going to happen. Okay, so I can I can understand that. Um, a, a lot of it, yeah. There there weren't a lot of surprises mm-hmm. in in the episode. There were actually, although I say that they were, I think there were two really big surprises in the episode. Mm-hmm. But I think overall, like like from a story perspective, yeah, there wasn't a lot. There was one big story um, surprise at the end, and then there was just one surprise earlier in in, in the episode. Which I don't know why we're dancing around the first one, anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, um, so we get Zeb from Rebels. Yes. <laughs> appears, <laughs> which was so, and, and this was another. So a, it was just great seeing Zeb. Yeah. Um, was a fan, a fan of the character in Rebels, mm-hmm. um, but more importantly, it you know two weeks in a row now there was opportunities for. Um, the Mandalorian creative team to slip into old bad habits of trying to make everything is uh, um, either having hey look at this character that you you know you didn't know like that just was there for no reason just for the sake of having a character mm-hmm. or trying or, or just keeping like the same group of people uh, in- involved where it doesn't necessarily make sense of just making the world feel smaller yeah. That being even though Zeb was a character from another Filoni show, it made perfect sense yes. that we would see Zeb fighting with the uh, with the uh, New Republic yep. on an that outpost. Yep. It, 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 the fact that despite ninety percent of you know of uh, the Republic's fleet being decommissioned, it I can absolutely see him saying you know i'll be the remaining part of that remaining 10 percent and go sit you know yeah and sit on a you know a, a small little shack in the near the outer rim trying <laughs> to protect the trying to protect the galaxy so it was like that was the perfect use of you know of an existing character and a like a, a good easter egg and he looked really good too he looked so good. He looked so good. They did a very good job with Zeb. I, I give him kudos for that. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm, I'm assuming that it w- that was all CG. I would. Yeah. That's good yeah, CG, did, it, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and then after that, I did see people saying, oh, wow, like he looked great. Well, you, know, he, you know, they should revamp the rangers of the new republic uh show and have zeb as the lead and i'm like (laughs) great idea but zeb looked really good because he essentially stood at a bar for (laughs) you know a minute (laughs) yeah i think if you had him as a main character walking around and running and doing action stuff he probably would not look as good every week yeah and it'd be very expensive episodes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, now, like the flip of that, um, casting uh, Tim Meadows uh, yeah. as a bureaucrat, as much as I like him, mm-hmm. he's Tim Meadows. <laughs> it does, does kind of take you out of it. Like... If he was, like, if he was in makeup, <coughs> like we had Horatio Sands at the beginning, you know, um, yeah. in season one and season two, there's enough of a disconnect where you know you yeah you can recognize the voice or whatever, but it still feels like it's Star Wars. Yeah. As soon as he appeared, it felt like this was a Star Wars sketch yeah. on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like even think, oh, well, they're like, 
like it felt like well, like one of the like sketches that don't land very well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like like the uh, you know twelve forty five sketches. Hey, we got this great idea. <laughs> what about a Star Wars sketch where no one wants to be helpful? You know, because someone didn't vote or whatever. <laughs> and you know, who would come up and say, "Oh, we need we need to cast somebody to be a, a New Republic beer cat." Who 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 should we get? Ted Meadows. How does he become the name, the first name that comes up? I'm assuming first name because I think you would either think of him and then not nobody. I don't. I don't know. And uh, like, uh, like uh, on one hand, I, I can understand. Like, it, he works well in that role, like in other shows. But he's just so recognizable that I don't know. It it did take me out of it. But overall, I did kind of uh, like that scene, Re- regardless of how um, uh, obvious the scene was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I did, I did like that because it, it was showing uh, <laughs> once again for like in you know this season that you know the New Republic was probably doomed to fail. Exactly. Yes, they were. <laughs> you know, <coughs> I saw a video a, a few weeks ago. Maybe it was last week. Um, it, it was a YouTube video. I think it was on Screen Crush where they were talking about how the Empire was actually a better a better government than the New Republic. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because that's true. you know, re- regardless of them being you know tyrannical and um, you know and very humanist. Um, they still managed to take care of a wide, you know, um, range of planets. Whereas the, the New Republic, it seems like there was only a few that they were looking after, and yep. and they only had time for people that were willing to to join them. Yep. Oh. Right. Um. What did you think? Uh, were you surprised that we you saw the involvement of um? Oh, what's her name? The Imperial oh. uh, that we we met two weeks ago. So, again, I'm just like, that's a really big coincidence that she's there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very big coincidence. So, I want to say yes, no, I was surprised. I mean, she, you almost had to put her, had to put her in there. Um, mm-hmm. Just to keep the story moving along, keep you know Moff Gideon in your head uh, that he's going to appear at some at some point. And of course, she probably could have volunteered for that as well too. But mm-hmm. um, again, I didn't you know I, I the one part I did like about the the dialogue um, with Carson Tiva and her was that you know her way of thinking. He made a point of saying it's imperialistic. And then he's kind of made the point as well that, well, you were captured. You didn't surrender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I like I like that point was made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I did like that. Um, I, d- I didn't like the... Uh, I didn't like the idea that, that Carson... Um, brought up again that there's something going on well yeah that's and we haven't seen anything no that's that's what i mean by the clunky the clunky dialogue in that scene for the most part yeah so what that what that this that whole scene kind of demonstrated to me and there's some stuff that happens later on too was that they should have changed the format of the show this year. Mm-hmm. And obviously the story that they want to tell this year is much broader than than uh, just Din Djarin. Yep. And they <laughs> would have been better if they had at the end of season two said, all right, that's the, you know, that's the end of 
the Mandalorian story for now. Yep. This story is going to continue in uh, a new show that we're calling Star Wars or, <laughs> you know, yeah. Tales of the New Republic or wh whatever. Mm -hmm. So it would have given them the freedom to, if, like, if we had been seeing what was going on on Coruscant from episode one. Yeah. Right? So maybe if we were introduced to Tim Meadows' character in episode, in episode one, we'd be able to, okay, the first time you see him, it's hard to get uh, you know used to. But you see him playing that same character a couple times, yep. and you would get used to it, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, have scenes where it's cutting back, and there are, like, Carson is visiting different planets and realizing you know that there are things that aren't right mm -hmm. you know so actually show us some of these things where he's you know that he's saying this, this doesn't make sense yep you know as opposed to him just telling us that something's going on you know yeah. Yeah. um and and the same thing with the same thing with that uh that imperial whose name i was trying to look up um uh, Kane. Oh, right. Yes. If right from the beginning we were introduced to her. Yep. Uh, you know, in as a um, <coughs> reformed uh, imperial, and slowly saw her trying to like insert herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, then, then it would have made more sense that by episode five she's like got the ear of this bureaucrat yes yep um yeah i will admit there was just a lot of telling yeah. things and it's like well no this is happening or, or no the, and you know for the most part television and film is a showing medium yeah you know they say you should show not tell <laughs> and i think because they've decided, no, Din Djarin is still the main character. Um, and the show, each episode kind of has to center around him. Um, it's hurt the, I think it's hurt the story this season. Yeah, I think so too. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. This season's off. Feels off. Yeah. But th that being said though, I did like, <laughs> like I really did like this episode though. <laughs> Uh, you know, clunky dialogue, weird, you know, um, weird logic jumps and all because it finally felt like the story was pushing forward. Um, the, the one aspect of the story is definitely getting pushed forward. Uh, but the flip is, is that like, this almost felt like it should be, it should have been like the, you know, like the way a, the, the, the a season premiere ended. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you know where um where uh um Bo-Katan you know has has been given a quest and we've discovered that Moff Gideon is missing so now so if that was if, so if the rest of the season was Bo-Katan's mission of trying to now bring all the Mandalorians together, and then this other mystery of you know what happened to Moff Gideon and who you know who actually uh, helped him escape. Mm -hmm. That would be really interesting. And my concern is, is that they're going to try to cram the rest of that story into three, <laughs> three episodes, you know, which is maybe going to be like an hour and a half, two hours. Well, it just. And I'm thinking, boy, his Moff Gideon story arc better have be pretty significant. Mm -hmm. um, if they're gonna reintroduce him again, like there's gotta be something he's there for. Like, and I'm trying to think of what you know. It's a lot of the scuttlebutt and, and an explanation for the best car in the shuttle was that you know people are, and I didn't realize this or I forgot that you know. They're saying Moff Gideon is actually Mandalorian. 
and he is rescued by super commandos who are the mandalorians mm-hmm. from rebels and that's why they're the best car was there but again that's all good and well like i kind of want to know what his involvement and his effect to the story unless it's going to be about um him trying to reign over mandalore possibly mm-hmm. that's the only thing i can think of him battle for it again but I just can't think of what his story is going to be within this season. Yeah, like it feels like he's just going to show up at the, you know, in the last episode or maybe near the tail end of the second to last episode. Mm-hmm. And be like, ah, I'm, I'm back. You know, I'm here to torment you. You know, you guys put me in prison. I want my revenge. Um, Which is not that interesting. No, no. Right, you know, like we got introduced. You know, he had a great introduction in season one. Yep. You know where we just, you know, all of a sudden he just, you know, he shows up in the last two episodes. <clears throat> but it it was a good introduction, and uh, and then in through season two, you know, we would bounce back to him, and we were getting to see, you know, like more of what his his goals were. He, yep. you know, like he had a mission mm-hmm. and a purpose. And as far as we knew, um, he succeeded in that. Yeah. So, whether you know whether he just wants to continue his current, you know, his old mission of trying to clone, um, essentially force sensitive creatures, or he's got a new mission, it would have been nice to have seen that mm-hmm. throughout the season. Yep. And if you think about think about this. And we still haven't talked about the rest of the episode, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> if that had been so, if if all of the events that happened up to this point took place in like the first episode or two, like let's just even suggest like episode one and two is like one big you know season premiere. Yeah. Then you could have sent Din and uh, Grogu on their way, and his mission could have been you no, know, we're gonna. Tr- we're going to try to figure out what's going on with uh, Gideon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to hunt him down. Yeah. Right. And then you could have st- still had the, uh, you know, like the type of adventures that he's, he, they had had over the last two seasons where going to a planet and getting into some trouble and, you know, mm-hmm. but if it's being done in the sense of, oh, he's going to a planet and he's trying to, you know, he's chasing down clues, you know, Using some of those bounty hunter skills, yeah. to tr- you know, to try Ooh. to, tr- you think about like the, try, yeah. like he's he's using those skills in a different way. Yeah, it would have it would have given him something to do this season. Yep, because I will. That was the one thing again, and I after you know thinking about this episode, it's like oh yeah, they did nothing again this this episode. Yeah. Like nothing, nothing that was really important to the story. No. No. Um, that being said, um, I, I actually uh, liked the um, the street uh, the street fight, like when the Mandalorians uh, went to reclaim Navarro. Um, and I, I liked it because it wasn't just a, um, action sequence. It was like, oh, okay. Like this is here for story purpose. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, they're, they're actually trying to accomplish something and push the story forward. So I did appreciate that. Um, but I will admit it it was not one of the best, (laughs) you know, action sequences that they've had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They've definitely had better. Um, what did you, (laughs) how did you feel about the way the episode dealt with time passing or like the lack of time passing? (sighs) Hmm. Is I didn't really know about, I didn't pay attention to both time passing Mm -hmm. or us or I didn't really notice it. Um, so what, which, what time passing are you referring to? Oh, I, so 
uh, uh, again. So that, okay, that did creep up to me. But when he was going, when Car Carson T went to New Republic, yeah, and then back again was pretty quick. <clears throat> I guess mm -hmm. because you know where I wherever he was, we don't know where that was in conjunction where the Mandalorians were, but we do mm -hmm. know that it was really far to where the New Republic was. Yeah. So that was one that I did notice that kind of time jump um, was even though they don't have hyperspace again, still it takes time. <laughs> but the, the, so that bothered me a little bit, but <clears throat> I was accepting, okay, you know, like they can't show the, the passage of time, right? Like we just kind of have to accept that. Yeah. But the easiest way to have fixed that was they show uh, Grief Karga essentially taking the people of Navarro out of Navarro, mm -hmm. right? Like out of the city. And the next time, the next time we see Navarro, we do see that you know a lot of the city has been kind of, you know, um, beaten yes. down and destroyed. Yeah. And then it just is like, oh yeah, it almost feels like the camera just kind of pans a little bit to the right and they're like sit, hanging out at a cave just outside of the city. I don't even think it was a but, cave. It, but yeah, it's just like kind of like, you know, like a piece of land and everyone is completely clean and it feels like they left the town five minutes ago. Yeah. And the town only has 20 people. <laughs> yeah. And it was just one of these things. Where, like, I, like I understand you can't. They probably couldn't create like big sets or whatever. Mm -hmm. But how hard would it have been to say, "All right, we're going to show everyone in like ratter, you know, like tattered clothes, you know." So we're going to take what they were wearing the last time you saw them, and we're going to dirty them up and maybe put some holes into it. Um, you know, put some fake beards on people and like, just like make everyone look disheveled. Like, like maybe at the very least, Hey, it's been a couple days. They must've been cleaning their protocol droid the whole entire time they were walking <laughs> to. Like, yeah. Like even that, like simple things like that, just, um, just to acknowledge that more time has passed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, that was one of the things that, that, that I will admit that really did bother me. Um, now, Bo-Katan leads the charge um, again. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it, that's a surprise. Um, Paz Vizsla, um, I can understand. Excuse me, your frustration with the um, with the speech. Mm -hmm. Um. The only thing was I looked at it um, in the way that it, he wasn't doing that, like it, that wasn't supposed to be a twist. That was just him, you know, really trying to emphasize the fact of like, it, like I really don't like this guy, yet I still am agreeing with him. Mm -hmm. um, but I understand the way it was presented, though. They were really making it feel like, no, he's, you know, he's standing up to disagree with uh yeah with him because i'm as he's giving the speech and it seemed like he was going to say no we're not going to help i'm thinking but this guy helped you with your son so already in my head i was like okay this doesn't make any sense and then when he when he did the why why are you gonna help him and they went through the spiel mm -hmm. after that, i'm like oh okay well i kind of knew that was gonna happen anyway i i get it just i i when I was when he's going through that and the way he redirected it, I just was like, "Of course he's gonna help because he did save his son." So I don't know why the big drama, yeah. big drama piece for the speech. Yeah, and it, I think it would have been more effective if Din says his thing and you're already getting dissent from the rest of the group. Like you yeah. can tell that they don't want to help, and you're hearing muttering, whatever. And then Paz Vizsla gets up. Grab, yeah. you know, grabs the conch and he can still start the same way. Hey, listen, I don't like this guy. You know, <laughs> we've fought. I don't agree. He's responsible for us having to leave Navarro in the first place. However, 
Like, so he could still have that speech. But mm-hmm. if, if you know right from the beginning, though, that he's kind of standing up to defend Din, yeah. you know, and, and kind of get everyone else on his, uh, uh, on his side, I think it would have been more effective. Absolutely. Because, like, to, to be honest, no one seemed to care at that point. Like, <laughs> there was no reaction either way. Like, so as far as I was concerned, like, okay, everyone was in agreement. Yep. So. So they rescue Navarro. Um, they also get offered a plot of land mm-hmm. uh, outside of the city. Um, so they don't have to live underground anymore, um, which mean, but they also have access to their old, um, uh, oh, what, what is the thing called? The, for their forging. Yeah. The forge. Thank forge. you. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get this really bizarre scene, which was, which was good, but bizarre where the armorer tells Bo-Katan to take her helmet off. Yep. <laughs> yep. And Bo-Katan is confused. Uh, and, and then the armor says, well, do you trust me? And she says, yes. So she takes her helmet off. And the armor explain, you know, brings up the, the, myth, the mythosaur um, prophecy again. Yep. And believes that... Bo-Katan can walk both worlds, the essentially like the old Mandalorian ways and the new, and she truly can unite the group. Yes. Uh, so they, she, she kind of, she agrees to it. They go out to see the rest of the uh, of the enclave. They all get upset, and then the, the armor essentially reiterates what she told Bo-Katan in private. And <laughs> so, like, so, what did you think of? Like, what did you think about that revelation? <laughs> One of the first things I'm thinking of was, boy, if I was Din Djarin, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I took my helmet off, and you made me go to the, the living waters of Mandor to redeem myself, and you just tell her to take her helmet off, and oh. You're special, so you can take your helm off, but the, but you can't. I just I just kind of laughed and think, boy, if I was him, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd be th- okay. All right, so this is a new rule. We're good. Okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> but he was in agree. He was all fine because he gave. He nodded his head like he agreed. I'm like, wow, he's a bigger man than I am. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, like, I I, I like. I like the idea, but something uh, there, there's something is feels off about the armor, and there's, I don't know if yeah yeah. I, I and I'm really hoping that it's not just bad writing, and this is intentional that we're supposed to be picking up on the fact that something has changed. Yeah. With her, because this does not feel like something that the armor would have done a year ago. No, absolutely not. In the not. previous two seasons. No. And she, and she and just think, just even this season, she was all ready to tell Din, no, you can't go back to Mandalore because there's nothing there for you to oh. redeem yourself, so you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just seems so such a final thing for him taking his helmet off. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the... Like, do you have any theories about what I, the armor is? is up to or I can't think uh, unless she's trying to um, unless she wants to take Mandalore for herself mm-hmm. um, to be the rightful ruler because that's essentially what she's doing now anyway uh, so, she is their like de facto leader yeah yeah so I don't know if she is setting Bo-Katan up Mm-hmm. To kind of get her out of the way, um, I I mean, there's there's so many people out there. I've watched a few videos. People say, "Oh, she's a Darth Maul apprentice just because of the horns on her helmet." Mm-hmm. Um, 
she is in cohorts with Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, 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 I can't totally see where she where she's going unless she wants to rule Mandalore herself. And then she's some sort of out for Bo. She, I think she's essentially using Bo-Katan, and then some mm-hmm. to wear down the line. She's going to betray her. That's what I think. That's maybe what I think yeah, can t- happen. Yeah, to me that makes the most sense. Um, yeah. I, I can see where people have made the the connection between Maul and her because yeah because of the helmet. Um, looks very much like the helmets of the the Maul Deloreans uh, yes. that were in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, but that seems too that seems too simple or yeah. just it seems too obvious. Yeah. Um, if she ended up working with Gideon, um, I feel like they would have they would have to give a really compelling reason why she did. Yeah. And I don't know how they would do that because she seemed very distraught when their their enclave on Navarro was destroyed yep. by Gideon's um, people. Mm-hmm. So I can't see what could have changed to have made her say, oh, no, this is someone I want to work with. Yeah. I- unless... Unless he's promised he f- her something. Yeah, unless he's promised her Mandalore. Yeah. In fact, now that we say that, maybe the promise is, hey... I will, you know, I'll find a way to get you the dark saber in combat, you know, so, so you, you know, it, you know, so it'll work. Um, and Mandalore, and all you need to do is do two things. You need to bring me Din Djarin and, and Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and maybe, and maybe that's, <laughs> you know, that's the, maybe that's the plan. So now that I say that, okay, that might work. But you still have to explain how they, you know, <laughs> there still has to be a compelling reason why she would even entertain this idea mm-hmm. in the first place. Yeah. And I don't know, and I, once again, I don't know how you do that in three episodes. Yeah, exactly. And if that is what happens, uh, and it's not explained this season, <laughs> mm, <laughs> yeah. I will not be happy. No. So now that we've talked about this some more, maybe I didn't like this episode that no. much. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like I, in high, like in like, I know that they like I and, and like even when we start talking. I said I admitted I know that there was a lot of flaws to this episode. Mm-hmm. But when I say that I loved it, I think that's just kind of in comparison to the rest of the season. It was definitely by far my favorite episode of the season. And when I saw, like, I see so so, so much potential <laughs> in this episode. Yeah. And I think, but then, but also then after that, when you look at the rest of the season, it makes the rest of the season feel even worse because it feels like there's all this potential that has been wasted. And all these, like, little storylines that we could have been pulling at like these storyline threads, we could have been pulling out for the last four episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, did we really need, you know, that uh, training sequence from last yeah. week? Yeah. Nope. That 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 could have been sp- uh, time spent with Carson, you know, investigating something. Yep. Even if it was only last week that we first saw him like investigating something. Sure. And, because he said last season that he thought that there was something going on. So even if we just got one scene where he's, you know, he's investigating something and something is not right. Yeah. Like, okay, you've told us, now you showed us. So at least we're you know, at least there's we have something tangible to back up his you know, his statement. Yeah. <coughs> you know, um so I don't know, but this episode, if I remember correctly, did not end on Bo-Katan. I thought I was going to. <laughs> it mm-hmm. seemed like it was going to, but it did not. So that yes. part surprised me. Uh, how did you like the, the ending? 
Um, it was a good cliffhanger, but again, yeah. You know when you know he brought up the second time during that last bit of the episode where oh I, you know we heard he didn't go to trial. Yep. I go yeah, but you said that before. We hadn't heard anything about it before then, so it just you know again like you said if we had a little bits and pieces before mm -hmm. that might have had a little bit more um i, I want to say they almost shot that like the almost like last minute <laughs> sort of thing um it kind of makes me feel like they thought they had to do something like that too mm -hmm. again that's something i think would have benefited something earlier in the season mm -hmm. um uh, and again, it's it was almost kind of like out of the blue. Why mm -hmm. was he out there? How, did he just come across it doing a, a routine flight or following a certain path? Or was he just coming back to the New Republic because of all the weird time mm -hmm. jumps? Um, I think a little bit more detail, I think, needed there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, And I guess, and I kind of chuckled when he's like, oh, there's Beskar. I'm like, oh, how can you see that sort of thing? I guess it must have been a pretty big piece of Beskar. Uh, yeah. To that. Yeah, it was a... Uh... Although, because... He... We oh we we did find out that uh, R two units, their scope can actually detach. Yep. Um, which was kind of cool. Yep, that was I'm like okay, that yeah, was that, yeah that's yep. yeah. Um, but I, I'm trying to remember like, did like the display change or was it just him voicing over saying oh that's Beskar. I, it was just, he goes scanning, and then I think he's like, what is that? Um, I, and I'm assuming they made it sound like he could identify Beskar by looking at it. Instead of, and that's the, what I, instead of the droid interpreting what he's scanning. And, and, that's what, and that's what I remembered as well. And if, if it was on the display, and so once again, like... <laughs> Imagine that you know the, the it's the, you know it's panning around and everything, and then it you know it stays on this one spot, and you, you just you know you just like see it like uh, identifying, identifying, identifying. Or something you know, comes so up it's on taking, the screen. Yeah, like it, but it's taken a couple seconds, and then it just and then it just you know identified Beskar. Yeah. You know, substance bed scar, and that's how it ends. Where it's show, once again showing us, not telling yeah. <laughs> him, just like, hmm, I recognize that sparkle in space. <laughs> yeah, there is, um, there is even a video I didn't watch it, I stopped watching when they were saying that, oh, because you saw some dead uh, New Republic soldiers in there, and someone was like, oh, that's Cara Dune in there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how can you tell that's Cardoon? They're all wearing white gloves and you don't see their faces. Like, I, I don't know how, I'm sure they're doing it for clickbait, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I just was kind of, that was the farthest thing from my mind. That was one of it was her, but it, it explained why she's not on the show. And that's the reason they were saying one of those New Republics was her. But I don't think they did a good enough job of. No. Because what you could have done, because her outfit was um, unique enough that you could have like had the like seen her like from the you know from the back, yeah, you know, and she you know she she had the the rebel tattoo on her arm, yep, that was recognizable. So you know the probe could have swung by and you saw the you know the same like kind of clothing and you see the tattoo and that would have been enough to be like oh okay yeah, yeah. If, if that's what they wanted to do exactly yeah but it was just funny just seeing how 
this YouTube video was trying to stretch <laughs> to to come to that conclusion. Yeah, like to be honest, I thought that's what we were gonna get. Once we saw the ship, I thought, yeah, we were gonna get two things. Oh, this was Moff. This is the ship that Moff Gideon was on and has mm -hmm. escaped from. And B, we're gonna find out that this is what happened to Cara Dune. Um, and and if that is the the case, they did a very poor job of mm -hmm. actually demonstrating that on screen. Yes. Yeah. Like if, yeah. which at that point seems like a waste. Yeah. Right. Like like at that point when they asked where Cara Dune was at the beginning of the season, they should have just said, "Oh yeah, she was in a mission and died." <laughs> right. Yeah. Because yeah. if because if if you've got have an opportunity to show her fate and you and you don't properly and then you know the next episode you're like oh yeah and one of those bodies in there that was Cara Dune why why should why why show it at all yep exactly so i don't know i uh <laughs> I, I, I will admit though I, I am looking forward to like this was the first uh, this was the first time this season that I was look that I am looking forward to the next episode not just because I'm like okay yeah I'm looking forward to you know and you know another half hour to 45 minutes of Star Wars television because I was finally interested in oh where is the story going like I really yes. want to, you know, want to know where the story is going now. Yep. But I know I'm also going to be frustrated that we only have three episodes left. <laughs> and hopefully they can tell a decent story for the next three episodes. Oh, I hope so. I really do. I'm like, so holding. Yeah, like they they really need to stick the landing. Yep. Yeah. So. Next weekend, Star Wars Celebration. Ooh, um, yeah, so you got any predictions? Last minute predictions? Like, we've talked about this before, but <laughs> give you one last chance to. Um, I think they'll show a trailer for Skeleton Crew. I think the mm -hmm. ones would have to because now they're not going to have a movie announcement. <laughs> so. So they're going to need to do something that'll uh, mm -hmm. distract it from that. And I think it's almost kind of overdue for some uh, skeleton crew um, yeah. footage or trailer or something for that show. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, I think I think we're going to get a skeleton crew, I agree, uh, trailer. Uh, I think we're going to get an so. Acolyte teaser. Oh yep. yeah, sorry. Pardon me. Never. Not. A, we yeah. We might get like the the faintest of teases of the accolade, but yeah, definitely an Ahsoka trailer, or or a teaser trailer, right? Like that's supposed to come out this Something. year, right? Yeah. Yep. Um. I do think that they're that they are going to announce movies. You think so? Yeah, I don't. I don't see how they can possibly announce. <coughs> uh, yeah, I. I hope they do. Oh, I, I really do. Mm hmm. But I, unless what's his name finish his entire script for the one that's supposed to come out in the, twenty twenty five. Um, because I doubt they'll be able to have a, uh, a name or anything for this for that movie. And one's like I'm fine if they don't have a name, because like you know they have set the precedent of not you know revealing the name of uh you know of the the next Star Wars movie until you know a proper trailer. That's true. Yep. Or a, a teaser, right? Like yep. with with the prequel trilogies, or sorry, the sequel trilogies, we didn't know the titles of episodes eight, sorry, seven, eight, nine until we got the the teasers right mm, yep that's right so i'm fine i'm fine with that you know but even if it was 
hey, we've hired this person. We have a story. We're finishing up the script. It's going into production. You know, uh, it's going into pre-production now. We're going to start shooting next year. Some sort of commitment. I, I That's hope all that happens. Yeah, because I got to imagine that they have a story that they want to tell. And I'm and I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> I re I realize that. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you are giving them benefit of the doubt. But the, you know, the fact that, um, whatever the, whatever uh, Damon Lindelof came up with that they weren't happy with. Um. You know. The assumption is is that that Damon Lindelof came up with the story. Mm -hmm. Yep. Right. It's quite possible that he didn't. That's my my feelings is that he didn't come up with the story, or he came up with you know, one and they didn't like it. Uh, like my thought is is that they didn't like his take on the story that they wanted to tell. You know, they they say sometimes that you know it, it's much easier to identify what you don't like than what you do. Yeah. Or, and, but sometimes you need to see what you don't like to figure out. Oh, this is what I or what you don't want to figure out what you want. So it's quite possible that they had an idea. You know, the, like you know, like the the bare bones of an idea. Gave it to Damon Lindelof. He writes the script. They're like, no, this isn't what we want. And now that we've seen this, now we have a better, uh, you know, a clearer vision of what it is that we do want, okay. which makes it easier to go to the next person and say, this, <laughs> these are the things we don't want to do. This is what we want to do. Can you do this? So, so I'm hopeful. I, I mean, I would think at the very least they would, you know, I, I don't expect them to say, we have a script, we're shooting next year, mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's going to happen. I think maybe if anything, they'll say we've got a new writer. And I think that's all they're going to be able to say because I, I, uh, I, I really can't. Again, we don't know how far, obviously, he was writing. Mm -hmm. We don't know if they're going to keep what he's written. Mm -hmm. um, so I have very, as much as I want them to, I've, myself i'm not holding out that they're gonna make any sort of movie announcement about about anything i i, I think they have to like I, I really do i you can't have that big of a star wars celebration <laughs> and not talk about movies unless they have some big tv announcement like that's so big that they're like, okay, well, we don't have to worry about it. Well, that's what I was thinking of them having to, sh you know, showing some footage from Skeleton Crew, something to distract from not having any. See, but I guess like like what you're saying, that's got to be something pretty big, not for them to kind of to overshadow no movie news. Yeah, like. So here, off the top of my head, here's some examples of like TV shows where I think if someone, if they announced people like, oh, okay, you know, and it, they, it might be like a big enough distraction. Um, a Luke Skywalker show mm -hmm. uh, that takes place in that period between. Uh, the, you know his new Jedi Academy falling and him becoming a hermit. Yep. Uh, a Han Solo show where it's just him s smuggling and trying to find the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> but not finding it. So it's just you know, and it just takes him like an adventure with Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. Ooh. <laughs> 
you see like like these are the types of things where they could be like okay well, yeah we, listen we got something better over here yeah 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 um a poe dameron show mm-hmm. i think uh, i think out of like i i know that a lot of people like ray um i don't know where you could go with with that character and and i think that some people are were undissatisfied of the way her story ended her yeah um so there might not be as much appetite to see ray again personally i would like it i would like them to continue the story yep. but i think if you were going to pick any character that saying oh yeah by the way you know you know your your favorite one of your favorite characters from the sequel trilogy is coming back, and it's Poe Dameron. I don't think anyone would argue that they would wouldn't want to see more. Sure, yeah, absolutely. You know, Oscar Isaac is is captivating. Um, you know, he had he had a lot of the you know the, those you know kind of charming characteristics that that Han Solo you know has in the yep. original trilogy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> has that swagger. Um, so I think an announcement like that, and I think it would just be big because, oh, yeah, it, it's Oscar Isaac who had said he was kind of done with Star Wars, mm-hmm. coming back, and then they're going to tell like just like a fun Poe Dameron adventure. Those are the t- like the three TV shows that off the top of my head that I think that they could could work. Yeah. Oh, I just thought of a fourth one that would actually that they could actually do. Yeah. A Darth Vader. Oh yes. Miniseries. Yep. That I would watch. And and once again, and you could get away with it um, because for the most part, it's man in a suit, <laughs> right? Um, you could have some flashback stuff with Hayden Christensen. You know, he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's shown that, you know, he's willing to participate. Um, that would be something big enough that, that would take the focus away from there not being any movies. But outside of those couple ideas, I I don't know what they could do um, if they Mm -hmm. didn't announce a movie where people would say, well, this was a huge disappointment. Yeah, then the fact they're doing it in London too is a big deal. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) I've been seeing like people on Twitter now saying, all right, you know, I'm... Like you know, like I'm getting you know going to be jumping on a plane in 24 hours, and because obviously if you're traveling there, you're like you're you know you're want to make you're spending that much money, you want to make the most of it. But yeah, uh, anything else you're hoping uh, to see? Um, no, this but again, I'm just I would kill this for some sort of movie finalization. I know that's not going to happen. I would mm-hmm. dying to see some Ahsoka footage. Mm-hmm. And I like to see some skeleton crew footage, or at least a pretty big update on it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the only other thing I would oh, go ahead. And I was you... just thinking, um, uh, maybe a nice big update on the open world Star Wars game too. That was that was gonna that was gonna be my thing. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the the game that Ubisoft is working on. We know that they've had people testing the game at this point. It's been local testers, but they've got to be at the point now where they can be like, this is what the game is. Yeah. We know it's open world, but what's this, you know, what's the setting? Are we playing smugglers? Are we playing, you know, bounty hunter? Like what, you know, what is the game about? Aside from it just being an open world Star Wars game. Um. Yeah, I I, I want to see that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. All right. Well, I, a week from now we're gonna know. So, uh, well, fingers crossed. Finger, yep. Absolutely. Fingers crossed. Yeah. So I think with that we will wrap things up. If uh, you're enjoying the show and you want to leave us a review, go to whatever podcast service you use and leave us a review or give us a like. Um. During the week, Brent, if people want to find you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at HomerJ13. Uh, while it's still around, you know, a lot of it became open source today, so 
who knows uh but for now if people want to find me i'm uh on twitter i'm at the pie whisperer so with that i think it's time to say good night brent good night brent